So we're dummies. Um, <laughs> That's how you're going to open this up? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so what's up, guys? Uh, we're dummies, and uh, we completely messed up a lot of things. <laughs> so we got no audio through our mics. So whenever you see us talking to the, into these things, they're not really doing anything. <laughs> and one also, mic is. One mic. Okay. Well, okay. Then one person is going to sound beautiful and the rest of us. I'm going to sound beautiful. <laughs> and the rest of us are going to sound a little bit wonky, but that's okay. And this mic, this camera we're talking to right now was not recording the entire time. Yep. So you are going to see Natalie's beautiful face through the camera and talking and doing her thing on video. Yep. But when it comes to our view, you're not going to actually see us. So it'll be a little bit like a podcast. However, we're going to set it up so that you can at least see our face when we're talking throughout it. So we, if we want to freeze frame right now, we yep. can look at, you'll be looking at this screenshot the entire time of us. But yeah, guys, so we're, we're sorry. Uh, it won't happen again. At least I hope so. We're going to knock on some wood real quick. Yeah. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's definitely a great one. Yeah. Stick around and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Yes, sir. What is up, Av Youth? Welcome back to another episode of Av Youth, The Rewind. I'm back again here with David Kloot. Yes, sir. And Natalie is here as well. Hello. So today, guys, we have a new episode of The Rewind, and I'm back. I'm not being a bum anymore, um, but we don't (laughs) have headphones on. Not that you might have known, but we don't have headphones on. How do you feel about this, David? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm kind of worried. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm not too worried. I don't know. I. I feel like. I feel like whenever we do something like this, I don't know if we've ha- ever had like one smooth run. There's always something. There's always just, something that pops. That up. pops up, and I'm hoping that this isn't the something that pops up to this, where the audio is all jacked. This is the something that pops up. We're going to make it through, though. Yeah, We're going to make it we'll through. We'll be all good. We'll be all good. So we do have a new guest on the Rewind. Her name is Natalie. Natalie, what school do you go to, and what grade are you in? So I go to Lucenio Elementary in Corona. Nice. And I am in sixth grade. Um, I actually just moved to Lucenio like, last week. No, two weeks ago. So Wait, is that a city? No, Lucenio is a school. Oh, <laughs> where did you go before? I, like, huh? I went to, actually went to Mountain View Elementary in Riverside. Um, but I just moved to the same because it was down the street from my house and it was just cool. easier to get there. Nice. Cool. How are you liking in-person school? Um, well, I didn't, I'm not actually in person right now. I'm still online. Got it. Um, but we're going, I'm going back in person in, in April. I'm going back in April. Yeah. Lit. All right, podcast. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Ready? Just do it. We're doing ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the headphones to do it this time. I know. Time, I can't tell how loud this is going to be when I'm ready. It's going to be really loud. <laughs> 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 it all from here, so they're going to catch it pretty easy. Oh, it's going to be awful. I'm sorry if you guys had to hear that. Anyways, <laughs> today we are hopping into three easy, quick questions. And today's going to be a little bit of a faster episode. So if you guys normally play this at one and a half speed, tone it down to about one or half speed. <laughs> because I will be speaking pretty quickly. But if you weren't here last night, you guys were. Uh, wait, I were you here? You weren't here, no, right? No, because I, uh, I was in Irvine. That's right. But you watched it online, right? Yes, I watched it online. Awesome. Yes. Good. Nice. That's awesome. 
Uh, so, I had a great time yeah, running around awesome. with a camera, listening to Pastor Eric. That was a good time. <laughs> David, how did that go? Yeah, it was good. Um, got to speak a little Devo, which was cool. Mm -hmm. um, Very good Devo. Which was good, yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Pastor Eric, the legend. Um, <laughs> it's always great to see him come up and speak and share his wisdom. Yeah, super cool dude. Um, I really love Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric, if you're watching this, I love you, man. You're a bum, though. Um, anyway, so I want to ask you guys how you guys liked um, just overall the interview with Pastor Eric and Jennifer. What were your thoughts on the Q&A? What were your thoughts on the whole, like, uh, way service ran? But ultimately, just uh, Jennifer and Eric. Do you want to see them more? What do you guys think? I would like to see them more. Um, mostly just because my dad actually knows them or knows Jennifer because... They actually work together. Oh, okay. But, like, cool. yesterday was very, like, new to me. I've never experienced that before. Mostly because at my old churches, I was never, like, very committed to it. I was always, like, like oh, church, like, I don't want to go or, or that stuff. But I think now that I come here, it's kind of, like, changed my point of view on it. So I've been more committed to it. That's dope. That's awesome. What has been, like, the most pivotal point for you that was, like, oh, this was like pretty game changing. What did you like so much that, about Ab Youth that was different than where you were going before? What I really like is the communication between all like the people there because I would always like, I was, when I first came here, I was kind of like a little nervous of like, well, like how, how am I supposed to act? Like how am I supposed to do this and that stuff? Mm -hmm. But like my first, my first day in person um, coming to youth group on Wednesday, like, I, I just I just sat there like I didn't I had no courage to like go up to anyone and be like oh hi how are you doing like I just sat there I was like I'm just gonna wait for someone yeah and then but then like a whole bunch of people started coming over to me and they're like hi like how are you doing like oh like is are you new here I was like yeah I thought I was like kind of weirded out because I was like what, what the heck is going on um but yeah it was like it was very interesting I'm I'm very grateful that I got to come here to add youth and. I'm grateful that I get to be here today. So yeah, I'm very happy that I'm not at Youth. That's dope. That's, awesome. That's good to hear. It's always cool to see like a like what it's like for that third person perspective. We always shoot for like obviously to be welcoming and inviting, right. um, but we obviously don't always get to hear about it all the time mm -hmm. as well. It's just kind of something we do in hopes that people do stick around. Um, and it's cool to see that you have stuck around. So that's right. awesome. Yeah, and I mean, everybody's first experience is different. I, I talked about mine, how I, I looked around and I thought I, everybody's a bunch of weirdos. Which we are. Uh, which we <laughs> are, and everybody is, and if they you deny it, then you're wrong. Um, and weird. Er, <laughs> and I'm proud of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's cool to see that you had a very welcoming first experience and it shows that we're doing what's right. Um but as far as last night went, I actually really liked it. I, I enjoy just in general the whole Q&A format a lot. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it allows for a lot of good conversation and a lot more free-flowing. Yeah. Um, and it, because I know especially in Charlie's shoes or a speaker's shoes, you get, you're put a lot of pressure on beforehand to make sure that you have your message and, and to obviously all by God, given to you by God um, speaking through you, but at the same time, you still have to be ready for it. Yeah. Um, but beforehand, seeing Charlie having a little bit of uh, weight lifted off the shoulders, knowing I just got to go up there, ask the questions, and we just have a good conversation. It ended up being very insightful. Um, and Jennifer and Eric in general are just two amazing people um, 
and lovers of God that I love to look up to. Yeah. And they just had so much, so much information. And I mean, we could have gone on for hours and hours and hours asking them, but I'm glad that we were able to get in a lot of information in that little amount of time. So I thought it was great. You know, the best part about Pastor Eric and Jennifer is that I really do enjoy just talking to them. Yeah. And I think that what's funny is that obviously Pastor Eric is our, our family and relationships counselor, um, but he's also, he's like obviously marriage family counselor, but he also is very key um, in a lot of the staff's life um, in the sense of he'll talk to a lot of us, you know what I mean? And he'll, he'll sit with us. And I, I meet with Eric about once a month um, and we just go over certain things of my, of my life and things I need to work on and, and what that looks like and also how to, how to be a better leader. Um, and how to build a relationship and how to really uh, grow in being a better, um, I guess, pastor in a sense, because of the fact that um, when I'm with a student and I have to say meet with a student, I have to talk to a student about what's going on in their life. I want to know how to do that the most effective way I can. Right. And obviously Eric does that here, like that's what he does. And so it's super cool to, to hear um, his perspective on, on little key things that I, could, I can work on. Um, and then overall with just any relationship, um, I think it's very key um, to understand what that looks like. And Eric and Jennifer themselves, like if you don't, if you don't, guys don't have parents that are together, or you guys don't really have a, a, a model at home to, to kind of base your life on going forward, looking for um, a spouse one day. It's like you know, Jennifer and Eric, they're great people to talk to. They're great, great people to talk to and learn from. Um, and so I, mean, I am grateful that I get to have them in my life for sure. Yeah. Um... I think what's super cool too is just a quick little point is that you, you kind of think of the church and, and who's in different positions and, and there's kind of like a hierarchy thinking, you know, PJ's at the top and he pours into everybody's lives no. and he's, nah, but <laughs> you know, like people have obviously, I don't want to use the word old, but people have been on this earth for longer and have more wisdom and accumulated more experience, um, pour into obviously the leaders and as a student, um, I look up to our leaders and just to think that um, Pastor Eric is the one who pours into our leaders and the leaders pour into us. We kind of just skipped them between and went straight to Pastor Eric and Jennifer, which was super cool. Straight from the horse's mouth. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yee yee, North Go USA. <laughs> Horse Town USA. Um, but yeah, I think it was an overall great night. But now I'm, gonna wonder, now I'm wondering, I should say, I want to ask, what was your favorite question that was asked? You can go for it. Probably the one where um about the marriage about like do you really like does the bible really say you have to like be married in order to have sex mm -hmm. and i really thought that question was very i really thought that question like, actually kind of like spoke to me mm -hmm. kind of because like I, i'm very new to all that stuff yeah and so i thought oh like when i first heard that question i was like oh great like this would give me more like um info about that stuff and because i knew from what my mom told me that it was against to you know have sex outside of a relationship or outside of marriage yeah but i never really knew the true meaning of it so it was kind of like yeah, yeah like why yeah. like why can you do that but now after what um pastor eric and um jennifer said I really, now I feel like, oh, like, they just, it clicked in my head, like, oh, that makes sense, like, mm -hmm. that makes sense why the reason is why. Yeah, and I think that's cool, too, is, like, I think that was a great question, because it's, like, 
no matter what, you're gonna hear about it. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna hear about it either here or at school. So I'd rather people hear about it here right. in a healthy setting, in a healthy way, because if not, we're gonna just think, okay, well, the first thing that my friend tells me, okay, that's gonna be it. Like that's gonna be right. And right. I had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. That's what I learned. I learned through my friends and, and not, no one at home was able to teach me. No one at home was able to tell me. I didn't have a church that I went to where they were able to preach a sermon on these things. And, and that's why it's great to be able to learn these things because you will continue to make tons of mistakes in life without any guidance. And it's not anyone's fault necessarily uh, to a certain degree. Obviously, we're all responsible for our own sin and our own failures. However, obviously, Christ extends forgiveness and grace through the cross and the sacrifice alone, right? But it's super good to know why. And I think instead of just people saying, don't do this, don't do this, we want to instantly know, okay, but why? Like, why is it that this is wrong? It's like, why is it that I should not hang around? One of my favorite questions was like, why, why should I hang around with people um, who are Christian? Or like, why should I not be hanging out with people who are not Christian? Like, why is my circle so important? And it's because there's going to be influence. And I tell people this all the time. Influence will always be there, no matter who you surround yourself with. Either it's going to be good influence, bad influence. If you're around funny people, you're going to start to be funny and picking up on their humor. Like, it's just that simple. That's why I hang out with David. I'm just kidding. He's not that funny. Well, I'm, I'm the funniest person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, like, these are things that um, will just transfer over to you instantly it's nothing that you have control over it's literally influence is who you surround yourself with yeah. so if you're going to be around christians you guys are going to be seeking like active christians people who are seeking after god they're going to be looking to grow their relationship with god it's not going to be something that's like uh oh, you know like i don't really mind uh, i'm a christian but i don't really read the bible or anything like your christian friends you should be reading the bible with them you should be praying with them you should be growing in a relationship with god with them and those are your people who you talk to about your certain issues you guys take it up with the word of God and like that's influence that's great influence but on the flip side hanging out with people who have no understanding of what good and bad even mean they just understand what they feel what they want to do it's like all right well that feels right so I'm going to do that it's right. like then then we're just sitting here in a predicament where we have influence of a person's other opinion and we don't want to upset them and we want to be friends with them so we're going to start to compromise and that compromise word is going to be big in anybody's walk because you cannot compromise once you start to compromise you yourself will start to fall further and further away and you're in a blink of an eye one day and you're gonna be like what the heck just yeah. happened yeah um 100 totally agree um like you said natalie that question was absolutely great and just all of us i feel like we're all um at least nearing or have been at the age where we've thought about a relationship or boy or girl that we might have liked. So just hearing a question about relationship in general from obviously a couple who was very um, Christ-centered is great to hear. But personally, my favorite question was, is it wrong, like you said, to have friends that aren't necessarily Christians? And, or should you completely get rid of those people in your life? And Obviously, Eric talked about finding that balance because for me personally, I had a, a lot of friends that weren't necessarily Christ-centered, and I believe that's why, um, if you don't know my testimony, I was Christian at first. I grew up in Christian school, and then I went to public school, and when I went to public school, all my friends were not Christian, and ultimately, that's why I walked away, I believe, and um, ever since I've come to this church, hung around you guys, and I mean... Before, another struggle for me was I didn't have any really guy friends. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends were girls, and 
I didn't truly know what it meant to be a um, a man of God mm-hmm. um, because I was getting so much female influence in my life as well. So it was, it's, it's been nice and it's so important um, to have those guys in Christ together to be able to read the Bible and even just hang out on a daily basis and just talk to because it makes a difference. And now, now, um, now that I am a Christian and, and very um, strong in my faith, I believe, and I have a firm foundation, I'm able to go to those people who are not necessarily Christian um, and be able to talk to them and have a normal conversation not be afraid that I'm going to be so swayed uh, because I know that I always have those Christian friends that I can fall back on. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was really good because that was something definitely I struggled with for the longest time. Um, and I'm sure it's a lot, it's a question that all of us wonder. So that was a great one that was asked. Another one that was pointed out by Eric, and I thought it was great, and he said he sees it a lot in counseling sessions, is that when people are in a marriage relationship, their spouse is not allowed to see basically their friends. Like, I thought that was crazy. And I think that's very big. And I think that's something that I also just want to bring up on everyone because I think it's so necessary. Guys, if you are in a dating relationship, hang out with your homies. Mm -hmm. Do not neglect the homies. Ladies, if you're hanging out with your boyfriend a lot, hang out with the ladies. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You guys don't need to be inseparable. I get it. You guys want to hang out with each other, spend as much time together as possible. But you cannot neglect your homies. Because as soon as you guys start doing that, then you have no one in your corner anymore. You're going to feel just alone when things get rough. Oh, I can't go to them anymore. Or maybe they didn't want to deal with you anymore. Like, if I'll be honest, like it, it, yeah. there's times where I've been on this situation. It gets frustrating. Not that I won't ever, like, I won't be there for those people. Um, but it would probably be frustrating. And and I know if, when before I was a Christian, for sure, it's like I saw that happen. It'd be like, all right, peace out, dude. Like, you you yeah. made your choice. And it's like... We do not want to put ourselves in a position where it's just like, oh, well, like, you know, you hung out with them last week. It's like, yeah, cool. Like, that's okay. Like, let me hang out with, let me hang out with the dudes. You can hang out with the ladies. That's not like, you guys need time for your guys' friends. So always be aware of that. And I think that's something that was super important that got brought up. And it was just like a slight little comment, but it was something that I think was very big and important. Like like I said, we can go for hours and hours and I feel like that was something we can go on for a lot longer but yeah having those guy friends in your corner as a guy and those girlfriends in the corner as a girl are so important and especially if you're in a relationship if something comes up and and you guys are inseparable if something comes up between you two and your guys are having drama you're having trouble you're not going to be able to go to each other for for guidance no nope. that's that's and that's it unless and you guys got some boxing gloves on <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just it like you aren't going to go to like if you're having a a fight with your mom or your dad are you going to go to your mom or dad for advice on how you're going to resolve this conflict no because you're the one who are fighting or or angry at each other so you need those people who are going to be not involved in the fight whatsoever being an outsider looking in and be able to give you a christian point of view and christian stance on what should happen and that's what's going to allow you to improve as a person, as a Christian, and improve as, well, specifically, like I was talking about, uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And why does David point out Christian? Well, he points out Christian because the, the simple fact of this is that as a Christian, we should not want to lean on our feelings. However, in moments of emotion, there's going to be moments where we have to talk to those people 
who are from the outside looking in that have literally no emotion towards the situation whatsoever. They're not picking a side. They're giving you what they see. They're analyzing the entire situation and giving you the truth of what is most God-like for you to do. Something that is most like Christ to do. And if they're giving you input that you don't agree with, like, dude, you're being ridiculous. Apologize. It's your fault. That's going to be, like, you have to take that and be like, yeah, you know what? All right. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to go apologize. Yes. And it's like, that's hard to take. But ultimately, those are the people, if they're, if they're focused on, if their sole focus is Christ, you're going to want their input. And if that's what they're telling you, you just got to go do it. You know what I mean? You got to just put your pride aside and be like, all right, you know what? It's time for me to just go apologize, get this over with. And I know where I went wrong now. And I'm going to try not to do it again. Right. Um, I thought one of the coolest part was when Eric was like, I, if, if I have a situation, I can go to my guy friends first before I go to, well, Jennifer. Because and, she's going to think I'm an idiot. Well, no, no. He, and then he, he's like, oh, I tell them what's going on. And they go, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> and I just think that's so funny because, well, you think about... Um, I just I, I was listening to NF on the way here like I do all the time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but rappers always talk about having those people in their corner. But those people in their corner are just yes men telling them that everything that they do is right and everything that they want to do is correct, which is not the people you want in your corner. Yeah. You want the people that in your corner that are going to check you. You want the people in your corner that are going to tell you, hey, I don't agree with you if, if they think – what you're doing is wrong. They're not going to just absolutely agree with you just because um, they're not going to feed you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. So um, just building off of that question, like it's important. Um, Eric talked about when we are finding that friend group, that's going to be our solid foundation. And that person that called Eric every night at eight um, to fall back on, we need people who are going to not be afraid to tell us what we need to hear rather than what we want to hear. Yeah. Do you have anything to add before I go to the next question? Mm-hmm. Cool. So the next question is the last question. And a question. That was a weird <laughs> question. Um, sound like a duck quack. <laughs> Anyways, um, what is your biggest takeaway from last night? I'm very curious. There's like, there's two of them. Like they're both equally. Because... I mean, not only was the have, is, does the Bible say that you really have to have that you, they had to be in mar- be married to have you know sex, mm-hmm. but also the boundaries. The boundaries one was one of the ones that stuck to me mm-hmm. because I would hear my mom talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we have boundaries as Christians, we have boundaries. And like, I would know, I kind of knew what that meant, Mm -hmm. but I would never really, I never really knew what the true meaning was Mm -hmm. until last night. Mm -hmm. Cause the boundaries are something we have to follow in order to not be in like stupid situations, like being, like doing drugs and that stuff. Yeah. Like as Christians, we have to be responsible with our boundaries. That's exactly why we have boundaries. So that's something that really spoke to me last night, along with um, the marriage and sex part. Nice. What about you, buddy? Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like that was my biggest takeaway was I've always heard the word boundaries, but, you know, I never really knew their true purpose or what the reason we had boundaries for. And Pastor Eric said it in one simple line. He said, boundaries don't 
take away, but allow us to love others easier. Yeah. And um, just so many situations where, <laughs> uh, so many situations where in my mind I've thought, you know, that's stupid. That's a stupid rule. Why would that be a rule? Ultimately, like the whole thing Charlie said, like he didn't get the rule where his parent or Aubrey's parents told him not to go inside when they're not there. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the, that boundary is to to try to already um, get rid of a situation that could happen. Um, so it's trying boundaries really help to obviously try to eliminate situations before they even happen or try to. Um, it's kind of like a safety net. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it's not. It's not a set rule. Like you're not going to flip through the Bible and then say, all right, Charlie, don't go into Aubrey's house when their parents aren't there. But it's just, but it also does say don't have sex. Yeah. Before, without marriage, without marriage. And they weren't married. So it's just, it makes you, your life, I don't want to say easier, but it's, it's just smarter. It's just a smarter approach. And as teenagers and, um, soon to be teenagers, preteens, it's life is going to get tough and it just, your mind just wants to go every which way and you're just going to have to be able to dig deep and um, stand firm on what Jesus says, what the Bible says, and it's just going to get harder and harder. But ultimately, I think boundaries, that was a great thing to bring up and something that we can really all do well on. Yeah, I think so too. And I think one thing to add about boundaries too is like you never have to look at it as in like, you know, this is this is limiting me. No, this is freeing you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Boundaries are there to free you. And it, and it sounds so weird because it's like, well, boundary is meant to block me from going past this point. But you have no idea how freeing that actually is. Yeah. And so like, obviously speaking from firsthand experience, I didn't grow up Christian, never, never went to church, started going to church when I was 16 years old. Didn't really get saved till I was about 18, but between those two years of being 16 and 18, I will tell you that my life, had I had boundaries in a lot of areas of my life, I would have saved myself a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, and a lot of a lot of trial in certain certain instances as well. Um, but I didn't have boundaries, and you know, there's there needs to be personal boundaries for yourself as well. Um, you know, I my personal boundaries for me, I don't text anyone, um, like I don't, I don't text girls past 10 o'clock. I won't. I just can't. It just it, it's not part of my thing. It's like, that's a personal boundary. Does it say that in the Bible? Don't text people past 10 o'clock? No. But what's the point, bro? Go to sleep. Especially all the dudes out there. Go to sleep, bro. What are you doing? Um, look at some memes. I don't know, bro. Like, move on. <laughs> um, but, you know, those are certain boundaries that, that are smart to have. And it's always smart to be super far away from the line. And it's like, not how close can I get to the line? It's like, no, be as far away as you can. And that's just a smarter way to do it. Again, it's more freeing. And you may not understand that now, but trust me when I say you will not regret it later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great thing that you just brought up. It's not it's not limiting you, it's freeing you. Because ultimately, I think I always picture it as this. If there's something that you want to touch so bad, but you're not supposed to. Like there's this, think of like, a, I don't know, a huge diamond in the what's, middle of a what, bank vault. What's that ride at a... Uh... At Disneyland, what's that right? Disneyland. Disneyland. The guy is like a little cowboy, and he has to go get the treasure at the end of the tunnel. Um, oh Big gosh, Thunder? no, not Big Thunder. 
Hang on. Oh, this is gonna be a blooper for sure. Um, dude, it's not Captain America. Gosh dang it, dude. It's definitely it's not, not Captain that. America. No, it's this guy and he's like in a mine or something in Egypt or something like that. And he's trying to escape and get this treasure. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones bro. <laughs> That's what I'm looking oh for. Oh my god. Indiana Jones was a good reference for what you were saying. Hopefully that did not ruin <laughs> yeah, the yeah. paraphrase. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I got for you. It. So yeah, think about that. Like everything, he's walking through booby traps or whatever. And, and at the very end, there's this diamond. What if he never even walked into the temple in the first place? Then he wouldn't feel as as that urge and that tug on him as much to touch it but now that he sees it is he gonna walk all the way back through through all the booby traps that he just went through no oh. he's already that way he's already that much in he might as well go all the way and ultimately that's that's what it's like living life as as a christian we have to decide you know what instead of going halfway into sin halfway delving into that one sin that we know we shouldn't be doing just don't do it at all. That way, when, if we just keep that consistent, then if we if we end up going halfway through, then we're going to struggle that much more. But we're just saving ourselves the hassle, saving ourselves the time. Um, and that was definitely one thing that I struggled to realize. And um, yeah, one thing that, um, that you said that was awesome. Another thing is that I can think of is um, the part about setting boundaries within a relationship yeah when you're in a relationship you can't just think of the boundaries within your head and not communicate it to the other person or even friendships yeah like you can't just be like all right these are the boundaries and i'm just going to think about them and then just not vocalize them at all i'm gonna expect you to know them exactly <laughs> right and I, jennifer obviously used that whole illustration like i'm gonna have these things in my head but now i'm in their car just me and them. <laughs> it's like now we're alone. No one's around. Just us two. That's kind of what it's going to be like. You got to sit down and have that awkward. It's going to be awkward. Yep. But you got to have that awkward, tough conversation with them and be like, you know what? What do we want to accomplish? What are we truly here to accomplish? We want to build each other up. We want to grow in relationship with Christ together. Okay. Well, what things do we want to eliminate? Make sure things that don't happen. Okay. Well, how are we going to make sure... That we eliminate those things. Whatever, what steps are we going to go to? Yeah, you have to have that tough conversation. I thought that was a great thing that they brought up. And I think the biggest flaw in our young minds sometimes is getting over the fear of that conversation alone. Because mm -hmm. I think as soon as we have that conversation, it's going to go way better than we think. And if it doesn't, that person just was not for you at all. Like that's just totally fine. Like you do not again. You will not regret setting boundaries. They will free you. From the future like if, if you end up going past these boundaries you will understand i don't want you to go past the boundaries but if you go past these boundaries i will tell you firsthand you will experience some of the craziest pain you've ever experienced in your life and you are not going to enjoy it. it's not going to be fun and i don't say this to be like ha, i want to scare you no it's legit like i've gone through it and i know plenty of my friends who have as well right. and, and that so, shame sticks with you forever oh absolutely and it's like, dudes, like, think about this. You're getting married one day, right? Go ahead and tell your future spouse all, all the, the people that, that you were with. Yeah. Have fun, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you're going to feel big and macho then. You know what I mean? Like, that is our culture of, hey, you know what? You know, I've, I've hung out with this many girls, and I feel great about myself. Dude, literally, when you get a wife one day, have that conversation. 
I'm just not going to tell her. That's going to go great. I'm so glad you guys have trust now. Yeah, I'll tell you. Like, I'll tell what? You, <laughs> she ain't, she's not going to dap you up after she told you. She's not going to be like, hey, that's my guy. Like, no, no. She's going to be like, wow, that, like, thank you for telling me, but that was tough to hear. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a friend-to-friend basis. Like, it's not something to be proud of. Not at all. So. And so, like, ultimately, I, I just encourage everyone to... To really look at that uh, that this past week and just and see the the good in the struggle, right? There's so much good in the difficult situations if we're willing to push past the difficult and just go out and do what is right. You know what I mean? Obviously, boundaries are the one thing that I again I think young people we have a hard time dealing with because we see everybody else they don't have that. Yeah, it's like okay, but you're not gonna be there with them. Five years from now, when they're going through the pain, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be on your own, doing your own thing. And if you experience that pain, you're going to be on your own. And those people influencing you aren't going to be around to help you. So Yeah, the world tells you a lot of lies. And it's and it's hard to decipher um, whether those lies are actually, you know, or the, the things that they tell you are lies or truth. Yeah. Um, but more than not, these things that they tell you are lies and not aligning with the Bible. Like the whole, in a relationship, you shouldn't have boundaries. You should be so attached to each other and you so should be free comfortable. That, that is not right. You should yeah, be free You should be so that. comfortable with each other that you don't need boundaries. Well, what is that going to do? That's going <laughs> to be, that's just a ticket right into sin. That's, that's a, that's like, a long way ticket to, are, to I can't get out of this situation. You are taking the fast track <laughs> to sin. You're going taking a one-way ticket. Taking a one-way ticket to pain. Have fun. Yeah. And then it's going to be a long climb out of that tunnel that you just created. So trying to cut off that situation before it even happens. Yeah. Well, guys, that was a rewind. Yeah. Natalie, do you have anything else to say? Well, one thing I just want to like say and that I thought was actually really good. I I think probably said this, but since most of this is about relationship and that's the one thing that I really liked when he said was that you're ready to date when you don't need to date. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very like spot on yeah. on like relationship advice. Like you're, if you keep thinking about it, that you're like, oh, I need like find someone, I need find someone to date then it's probably not going to happen because, I mean, it's possible, it's possible it will, but when you keep thinking that, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Like, when you're ready to date, that certain guy or girl is going to be there for you when you're ready to date. Yeah. I just thought that was very, like, like wow. Like, I thought that was very good. Yeah. If you're, if you're sipping to Marvin's room in your room. <laughs> Every day. Wanting that girl or guy, you're not ready. Nope. And that that's just the truth because you're gonna as soon as you get that person you're gonna realize really that was it. Like that's what I've been simping about this entire time. This now is you gotta break their heart. And this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And um not trying to hurt this person now, but it's a lot of work. I don't know if I really want to deal with this right. So it's like you've got you got so many different sides to this coin, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different outcomes and it's like if you just need that person I really want to advise you to check your heart and see, are you putting that much focus in your need for Christ? If you really think you need a relationship, how much do you really think you need Christ? 
because that is the only relationship. And I tell this to people all the time that are struggling in, in young relationships, and I don't, I don't tell them this to break up, but what I do tell them is that, is, is that person gonna give you the life, death, and sacrifice that Christ was able to give you? Is that person gonna be able to forgive your sin for past, present, and future? Is that person gonna give you eternal life with Christ forever? No. So what does that mean? Their love is incomparable. They are gonna be someone that is gonna fail you. And if that's if that's like not something you wanna deal with right now, then don't date, you're not ready. You need to put Christ at the center and then you'll be ready eventually. But there's a lot of sanctification, a lot of, a lot of work that needs to be done in your heart that God's going to do for you over time. Right. But we don't like to wait. And I get it guys, I've been there, I've been young, and there's moments where you can be a little impatient, but just fight through those moments of impatience and just keep growing with Christ. So. Yeah. yeah, and if you're in denial, if you can't accept the fact that you don't realize that, you know what, Jesus is the only thing that you need, not that relationship, then you're not ready. Yeah. Because ultimately, people can die without having a relationship, without having sex, without doing drugs. But as long as they have Jesus in their life, have that relationship with Jesus, they have everything. They have everything. Yeah. Well, guys, that was this week's episode of The Rewind. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this one. It was fun to do. A little quicker than normal, but um, it was fun. David, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. A lot of fun. Natalie, thanks for being here. Very fun. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of The Rewind, but make sure to invite someone next week because it is our one One night. night. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be food. We will catch you guys there. Later, guys. Love you guys. Later. Peace out.